0: Good afternoon, everybody. How's everybody doing? So uh, first off, I want to thank you all for taking time out of your schedule. Um, I don't know about you guys, but we've been walking a whole lot in the last couple days. And uh, one of my colleagues sent out a a little image or snapshot of the amount of the distance he's walked. And he's walked almost 13 miles just today. I know he's a runner as well. But uh, I want to thank you all for taking time out of your schedule, obviously going from hotel to hotel. We really appreciate all of our customers being out here and being able to share with you some of the great and exciting things that we're doing and working on behalf of our customers every day. My name is Tony Lama. I'm a business development
1: manager for Amazon Connect. And my name is Yasser Hagen. I'm a solutions architect working on Amazon Connect. Um, I also serve as uh, one of our customer success managers working with our enterprise customers.
0: Awesome, so this session is all about customers and we're gonna be spending some time talking about delivering exceptional customer experiences. But we're going to talk a little bit about some of the challenges that consumers are facing today. We all call into contact centers, a labyrinth of IVRs, sometimes get very frustrated, calls get routed to the agent, the experience isn't ideal. So we're going to talk about that and then talk a little bit about how we can reimagine those experiences and bring the power of AI into the contact center with some of the solutions that AWS has taken to market. And then we're going to spend some time, my colleagues, Uh, My colleague Yasser is going to talk about some real-life use cases and some scenarios that we believe could potentially provide you a solution for your own environments and and share with you how we can easily use Amazon Connect and Amazon Lex to deliver an AI-powered experience for your customers. So today's experience challenge, I'm going to play a little clip for you that I think many of you will relate with.
2: Your record. Please enter or say the phone number associated with your account, starting with the area code. 718-625-0689. You said 718-625-0685. Is this correct? No. You said no. Is this correct? Yes. You said yes. Is this correct? No. You said no. Is this correct? Yes, but referring to your question, did I say no? I'm sorry. I didn't get that. Let's try again.
0: It's funny, and we all joke about it, but we've all been on the receiving end there and been very frustrated as consumers. What we believe is that this obviously creates a very fractured experience for the customer. What happens is that the customers are calling into these self-service applications. They're static and at times unintuitive. They're really not personalized and don't have any context. So a customer can go from one side of, of, of your enterprise to the other, be transferred over, that information is lost. Information is having to be repeated so when the customer gets to the live agent They're having to re-identify themselves, but worse than that they're having to share what their intent was What was the reason for their call which a lot of consumers these days are expecting you to kind of just know why they're calling you? From an agent perspective a lot of times we talk about the customer experience But we forget that the agent is a very costly part of your customer service organization this obviously is frustrating they're dealing with a frustrated customer they're dealing, again, with no contacts, having to ask the customer for the same information multiple times. And this inevitably leads to high attrition rates, which is one of the biggest uh, cost factors for contact centers. You see numbers ranging from anywhere from 30 to 45% attrition rates, depending on who you ask. So this is a significant expense. So we can't just look at it only from the customer, but also look at what this means to your agent, to their careers within your organization. How do we retain that talent so they don't don't leave you after you've just spent six to eight weeks training them on all of your internal systems? Now, imagine if you could create a very personalized and consistent experience, that when I call in, or when you call in as a consumer, you're known, they know who you are based on your phone number, but they anticipate your needs. You're going to see my colleague Yasser talk about a utility example where, you know, you call in and based on your phone number, being able to determine, you know, why you're calling, where you're located, being able to determine the customer's got an issue with a flight that's been canceled. Anticipating their needs is absolutely important. So imagine if we could do all of that while at the same time optimizing agent utilization, not just routing every call to an agent, but only routing the calls to the agent that are that are actually important and that require a live human being to assist. This really presents an opportunity, an opportunity to change the role of the agent from a traditional order taker to a much more strategic individual that is part of your broader customer service strategies. And we also believe that this allows us to increase contact center capacity by 5X, potentially leveraging chatbots and intelligent and AI applications. We can really increase the utilization of your contact center. Now imagine if you could do all of this while delivering a simple, an intuitive, and a frictionless experience for your customers. We have a great customer of ours, Kevin Barnett, who's a senior director of Contact Center Technology Solutions at Assyrian. I'd like for you all to welcome him on stage as he talks to you all about his experience with Amazon Connect and Lex and how they're leveraging the power of AI with their customer experiences.
3: Great, thanks Tony. As, uh, as Tony mentioned, uh, Kevin Barnett, Senior Director of Contact Center Technology at Asurian. Uh Asurion is one of the world's leading providers of protection services for electronic devices. We offer replacement and repair for wireless devices that are lost, stolen, or damaged. Uh, we also offer premier white glove support for customers of some of the largest wireless providers in the world. Uh, we offer extended service contracts for some of the world's leading retailers. Uh, we've been recognized on the uh, distinguished list of great places to work and recently included in uh, one of the top innovative companies in a recent publication by the Muse, which was that slide right there. Um, so at the beginning of 2017, let me tell you a little bit about our journey. Um, we were looking at our uh, contact center technology direction, and it was really shaped by four key areas, um, the first of which is uh, uh, simplification. Like many of you, uh, we have a very complex contact center environment and it was really impacting our ability to move quickly. Uh, second, modernization. Uh, again, our, our uh, products were getting a little long in the tooth and needed to be refreshed. Um, so that was a key driver for us. Um, uh, third, uh, enabling innovation. As I mentioned previously, uh, innovation is a key part of the Assyrian culture. And our current products weren't really supporting that because they were uh, complex and required a uh, complex set of skills uh, and proprietary knowledge in order to develop against them, which made it difficult to do our fourth item, which was distribute this to a a broader set of resources to innovate and develop. Um, As you can imagine, it was very difficult to find a set of solutions that would address all of these areas. Uh, That is until the announcement of Amazon Connect earlier this year. Uh, when we saw Connect, it uh, you know the stars aligned, the dots connected, and uh, really saw that we could address all four of these key areas: um, simplify. Connect allows us to focus on delivering exceptional uh, customer experiences. Um, with the power of Lex, it takes it to uh, even a new level. Uh, Modernize uh, again with all the powerful uh, solutions available in the Amazon ecosystem. Uh, I think it goes without saying that uh, Amazon is a very modern environment. Uh, with ripe for innovation uh, services, You know, Amazon Lex uh, leading to our fourth item. Um, we took uh, one of our product lines, our premier support organization, and we gave them the ability to develop for themselves um, what used to be you had to get in line, uh, stand in the queue and say whenever we have resources we'll do your work. Um, we gave that development power to them and said, um, go and, and innovate. Uh, in just a few weeks, they were able to develop um, a customer experience with uh, Amazon Lex, where they were capturing the customer intent and passing that on uh, to the agent so that the uh, agent could then immediately begin working with the customer on their uh, their need rather than interrogating them on... Uh, and what their issue was. So uh, a great customer experience gain and a great productivity gain uh, by distributing this to uh, to our product teams. So really excited about the potential of uh, Amazon Connect. Um, but before I uh, get too excited, I want to caution you that um, this doesn't come just out of the box, you plug it in and here it goes. Uh, there's some key transformational shifts that we need to do in order to realize uh, the power of Amazon Connect and Lex. Uh, the first shift is uh, a shift in thinking from uh, thinking about our contact centers as appliances uh, to think about them as enterprise applications. So if you're like a Asurian, uh, we have a... Uh, uh, a deep bench of uh, experienced resources uh, that have worked with our vendors, and you know, the vendors back up the equipment and they uh, drop it off, and that's what you have to work with. Um, with Amazon Connect and Lex, it really changes the game uh, to an application development paradigm as opposed to an operation and engineering paradigm. Um, That shift of uh, changing hearts and minds is really the challenge of all of our cloud journeys and not just the contact center, Um, but you need to keep this in mind that you've got to bring your resources along from that uh, operations engineering mindset to an application development mindset. So it's gonna involve training. It's gonna involve uh, casting and communicating your vision early and often, getting them involved. I know they have day jobs, but getting them involved in uh, the transformation uh, and getting them connected with others who have, have been on the journey before and uh, have had successes in those areas. So uh, you need to move them from participants uh, to owners in the process in order to see success uh, in shifting from an appliance mindset where you're an operation engineer to an application development mindset where I see things as uh, enterprise applications. So an important shift uh, you need to make. The second shift... Second shift second shift he says. Wrong button. there it is. Uh, the second shift is from code to configuration. Um, so it's important not just to take and lift and shift your existing applications uh, into Amazon Connect and Lex. We need to think about how can I do things different? A simple example for Asurian, um, You know rather than reproducing you know, a bunch of VDNs and vectors and you know scripts to uh, do all of our uh, call routing. Um, we're going to write one piece of uh, trans- transfer logic, one uh, piece of code, and drive that from a uh, configuration, uh, DynamoDB, uh, Lambda, to bring back that configuration of you know what is the queue to transfer to, what's the hold music, what's the whisper tone, the hours of operation. Um, so we need to think differently rather than just reproducing what we have. We need to see the power of this application development environment and embrace that in order to get the real benefits uh, that come with Amazon Connect. Uh, the third, and I mentioned this briefly earlier, is from centralized to decentralized. Uh, so at Asurion, we have a mindset that we want to push the work as close to the end user as possible. So in this case, we're, uh, we're handing that responsibility to the product teams to be able to develop in the contact center, whereas previously, uh, that was not a possibility because the uh, complexity of the environment and the proprietary nature. Uh, now, our uh, engineers in the... Uh, Uh, Product teams are taking Amazon Connect, taking Lex, and delivering in just a a few short weeks powerful capabilities. Uh, So, again, to really harness the power of these capabilities, we need to do some key transformational shifts in the way we think about delivering context center solutions. What's next for Ashurian? Uh, We're going to continue to roll out uh, Amazon Connect and Lex. Uh, to our product teams, we've got some exciting opportunities ahead with Lex. Uh, we've already seen some great value, but uh, you know, a lot is uh, still to be uh, still to be gained in that area. Uh, and as Tony said, there's uh, three key benefits that we're seeing, uh, and that those three key benefits apply to three areas. You know, the customer going to get a simpler experience. Uh, it's intuitive, uh, frictionless. Uh, The agents, again, receiving that customer's intent, being able to immediately uh, resolve their issue as opposed to uh, spending time interrogating what the needs are, um, and then the frictionless experience between handing those off. The real icing on the cake for us is that development, that third set of developers being able to uh, remove the friction of having to go through a centralized team to get work done to being able to do for themselves. Our innovation resources went from 40 uh, to 400 uh, overnight with the introduction of Amazon Connect and Lex. So, uh, again, appreciate uh, your time and I'll turn it over to Yasser. Thank you very much, Kevin.
1: All right, so let me tell you a little bit about the technologies that that we've been talking about, Uh, primarily Amazon Connect and um, Amazon Lex. I'm not gonna spend too much time on slides. I really wanna just go over a high-level overview about these two services, and then I wanna show you some of these experiences. We're gonna go through uh, showing you Amazon Connect and showing you two different experiences where you can have almost like a self-service application enabled with Amazon uh, Lex, And then a different experience where I'll demonstrate a self-service application, but then ask to be transferred to the agent to show how I can transfer all that context. Similarly to what Kevin just mentioned, I want to be able to provide that context to the agent so they're not asking the customer, what did you just do in the IVR? But before I do that, so there's two services that I want to talk about, Amazon uh, Connect. I'll start with that. So Amazon Connect is a 100% cloud-based solution. It was from the ground uh, developed as a cloud-based platform. Um, it's based on technology that um, Amazon has built for Amazon.com, um, and it's been used for uh, approximately eight years, powering over 70,000 agents. Um, so this is not something that's that's developed new from 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 scratch. It's something that we've been used. It's tried. It's true. It's robust. We're now essentially taking this internal tool and we're making it customer facing for you to consume. So it's meant to be fully self-service configurable. What that means is that you can go into the AWS console, you click on Amazon Connect. You follow a, a wizard of maybe five steps. And in about five minutes, you have a um, contact center platform, including telecom, uh, a phone number, whether that's toll free or DID. Um, the pricing model is fairly simplistic. It's based on a uh, customer connected minute. There's no per agent licensing and so forth. The other thing is that with Amazon Connect, the idea and what we really enable is for you to be able to create dynamic personal experiences for your customers. Um, And and that's very easy to do, and I'm actually going to demonstrate that today. The next is that it's based on an open platform. So the idea is that it can leverage all these other AWS services. So from within Amazon Connect, you can call a Lambda function, from there, you can go do a DynamoDB uh, data dip, you can call an API, um, you can do all sorts of things. It's meant to be an open, open platform, but also from a perspective of, let's say, for example, you're using the call recording functionality within Amazon Connect. The idea is that we want you to own your data. So all those call recordings get put in your S3 bucket, where you can control the lifecycle policy, the encryption. It's your data in your S3 bucket. Um, and you'll find that similar with, with reporting and other mechanisms where we want you to have this this open idea about how you can leverage Amazon Connect and integrate it with other AWS services and other third-party platforms as well. Which brings me to the last point, the AWS ecosystem. Um, and that's not just from a services perspective as far as all the other AWS services, but it's really about our partner space, our uh, consulting offerings, um, the ISVs, the third-party vendors. There's, all, there's a, an entire ecosystem you can leverage, both from a, empl- uh, a deployment perspective, but then also from a third-party solution perspective for things that you can use to augment Amazon Connect. All right? The next thing I want to talk about, um, again, high level, is Amazon Lex. So Amazon Lex is um, it's, its an interface for building conversational interfaces. It's powered by the same technology that powers Amazon Alexa. Uh, it's meant to be, uh, it's, it's definitely meant for builders. So you can build it, uh, you can integrate it with other things, and the idea is that you're not wasting these cycles of having to create multiple uh, chatbots for different things. What that means is I can create one chatbot for something that I'm trying to solve for, and I can integrate that same chatbot, whether it's with Amazon Connect, via a Twilio channel, in um, mobile, um, Facebook, and, and you can create it in such a way where you don't have to recreate these bots for these different channels. Um, it's designed for builders, so there's, it's efficient. There's intuitive tools you can use, both from an API perspective, but also from a console perspective. And I'm going to demonstrate that uh, here in a little bit. And it's enterprise ready, it's scalable, there's version control. Um, you can have different versions of the same chatbot so that you can maybe test certain things, uh, add certain utterances, save that as a specific version, but still use a different version in production and be able to see the differences of what utterances are um, acknowledged, what intents they're matching, and so forth. And the last piece that there's a continuous learning model where you can uh, monitor and in- improve your chatbot based on its performance and based on how you see it actually understanding your customers. All right, so let me demonstrate a couple of things here for you guys. Um, I'm going to start by, um, actually, let's go. I'm going to start by uh, talking about a business case that we solved for. I'll demonstrate this one, and then I have a a little bit more of a complex environment that we'll go through. So the business scenario that we solved for for this customer was um, a 400 seat contact center where they had a it was a regional utility um, uh, services company. Um, we have a fictitious name in, in, in the demonstration. Um, and imagine that a service interruption happened by a storm where perhaps it took down the contact center environment uh, for for these customers, and this was maybe on-premise. Um, but I want to be able to call in as a customer and report a power outage. Well, that's not something I necessarily need to talk to an agent to, right? I can enable a fully self-service experience for this scenario, and it's fairly simplistic. I just want to be able to call in, report a power outage. Maybe I want to find out... How long is it going to take for that to be resolved, um, and maybe I want to populate something on the business side that's going to let the power company know how many power outages have been reported for a specific area and so forth The challenge was um, they needed we needed uh, feedback on the impact um, obviously so I guess I covered most of this um, so the uh, with the service interruption, they, they were running with less agents than they could actually handle for the call flow that was coming in, um, which obviously led to increased hold times for the customers. So we can, I'll demonstrate how you can have a ser- self-service application to solve for this. Call in. Welcome to your local
2: energy provider. How can I help you? You can report or check on the status of power outages.
1: I'd like to report a power outage at my house.
2: Got it. Looking up your house location details. Based on your phone number, I found your house street address as 1212 Home Location Court. Is this the address you're reporting an outage for? Yes. Thank you. You are the 26th person to report an outage in this area. We are currently showing a 45-minute estimated time to repair. We have updated our records and notified our technicians accordingly. Thanks for calling United Energy.
1: Okay, so I solved the problem that I'm trying to solve for for the customer, right? I really just want to be able to call in, tell it where I'm, uh, which area that I'm reporting a power outage for, and leveraging things like data dips, I should be able to find out when I say I want to report a power outage at my house, obviously the utility company knows where my house is based on address it can match it based on phone number it can let me know that based on that information we've seen other customers in your area also report power outages give me an estimate for that for for when it should be resolved and i created an experience where me as a caller i can pretty much have a self-service experience without really even needing to talk to an agent. But I still provided data back to the business where I let them know that more people are calling in about this specific area so that they could then either send technicians out, um, increment their counters for how many people are actually affected, and so forth. All right. So what I want to do now is actually uh, log in and show you some of these interfaces, and then I have another demonstration that we'll do after that. So I talked about Amazon Connect uh, being accessible from the console. Um, how many people have actually done anything with Amazon Connect? Wow, a good portion of you guys. That's awesome. How about Lex? Okay, great. Um, so that some of this might be familiar to you. Um, I'll start with, uh, actually I'll start with Lex. So. Um, What you'll see is right from the console, I can uh, search for Lex, pull it up, select the region where it's at today. Um, I'll I'll start with a help desk bot that I built for a recent webinar um, to kind of explain how how Lex really works. So the idea is that I have what's called intents, which would be the things that I want to be able to identify that a customer wants to do. And then I have utterances, Uh, a little larger. So utterances are essentially what are the things that somebody might say that would get me to an intent of what I want to do with that call. And this could be useful for, for example, being able to set the queue in a contact center or send this intent to the agent so that they know what the customer is really trying to do and so forth. One of the things I wanted to talk about and cover is the idea that you don't have to add all the different things somebody might say that mean something. So for example, if I'm calling to a help desk and I want to get my password reset, I might have 10 or 15 different ways that somebody might say, I want my password reset. With the AI model behind Lex, I can give it a couple of examples. So here I have three. I need my password reset. My password has expired. I forgot my password. But the AI behind Lex can actually handle all sorts of other things that somebody might say that are similar enough for it to know that they meant the same thing. And I can demonstrate that. So for example, here, if I say, I'd like to have my password reset. Um, It's similar, but obviously that exact utterance does not match. Um, You can get even a little bit more interesting here and say something like, um, I seem to have forgotten my password. And it'll still figure out that the intent is password reset. So not only can I obviously say the exact same things that I put in the utterances list, I can also handle other permutations of that without having to think of all the different utterances that somebody might say. So um, within, let me talk a little bit about the uh, next demonstration that I'll actually be showing that, and calling into. Um, let me see if that's actually over here. Perfect. And I actually didn't show you guys through this. Um, So uh, back on the power outage uh, example, let me walk you through what what Lex actually did there. Um, I kind of showed you a little bit of that. Uh, So I'd like to report a power outage at my house. Um, We broke that down to understand what was actually said with the automatic speech recognition. Um, We then figured out specific things about uh, the information. For example, what's their intent? And we filled the location slot which was their house. I could have also said, I want to report a power outage at my work location, my house, my home. It would have figured those two different things out. Then what we did is um, we, you can have a confirmation that says, would you like to, you're, you're saying you want to report a power outage at your house. Um, in my demonstration, I actually took out the confirmation just to make it seem a little bit more natural. Um, I then understand my intents, my slots, and then I invoke a Lambda function that does that lookup for me. So this is back about how you can integrate not just Lex and Connect. You can tie into external things as well. So here I identified their phone number, their home location. I sent it to a Lambda function that went and talked to a database and figured out, okay, go look up the home location for this customer and go do the rest of that work. Figure out what the address is, how many other power outages have been reported, and so forth. And then I provide that text back to Amazon Connect, which then poly reads back, which is another service for AWS that reads back these things with the variables in there. So I can have a completely dynamic prompt that is a combination of static text and dynamic variables to give that entire prompt back to the caller. The next thing I wanted to talk to you guys about is um, a ride scheduling service that we helped the customer solve for. Um, and what they had was a 1,300-seat um, contact center um, and they essentially had a service where they create, uh, they allow elderly folks to schedule rides for doctor's appointments and so forth. And what they saw was that about 40% of incoming calls were simply for people calling to check the status of a ride. Right. Again, this is no, nothing that I actually need to have an agent deal with. I know this information. I have it in a database. I already know that they're scheduled for the ride, where they're going, where they're coming from, and so forth. So why not solve this with AI and a self-service application where I can call in and say, I'd like to check the status of my ride. And for that, for this customer, they were asking for two pieces of information, the trip ID and the scheduled date. And based on that information combined with your phone number, they would go look up in their database and read you back the details. And that's essentially what my next demo will be showing. So I'll demonstrate this, and then I'll um, I'll actually show you how we built it.
2: the ride assistance service you can say things like check my ride status or schedule a new ride
1: i'd like to check the status of my ride sorry
2: can you please repeat that
1: i'd like to check the status of my ride
2: what is the trip id for your scheduled ride
1: 5117
2: got it and what's the date for your scheduled trip
1: next saturday
2: okay Just to confirm, you would like me to look up the trip details for trip ID 5117, scheduled for the 9th of December 2017, is that correct? Yes. Okay, here you go. You are scheduled to be picked up from 1111 Test Drive Road at 2 p.m. You will be dropped off at 2222 Bring It Home Court. How else can I help you? You can say things like, change my ride, get a text confirmation, or I'm done.
1: I'd like to talk to an agent.
2: Thank you for calling. Your call is very important to us and will be answered in the order it was received.
1: (coughs) All right. So what I'm showing here is I went through the self-service application. I got my needs met. But just for demonstration purposes, I asked to be transferred to an agent. And the idea is that everything that I've done in the Lex chatbot should be referenceable by my CRM and my agent experience. And what you'll see here that I'm demonstrating is this is the contact control panel. So this is the soft bone of the, um, oh, sorry, need to switch. Thank you, Tony. This is what you didn't see. So when I received this call, I pre-populated my CRM application with everything that was said by the customer, the chat bot. I even put the phone number in here for that for that agent to be, be able to reference. Um, I can even show other things like the actual details about that ride. Again, this is an example application that I built. Um, but you could think of this as your own custom CRM. I could pre-populate a form. All that information and all the context and all the things that I did in the IVR can be passed to the agent. This agent now can quickly read this and not have to ask me, why are you calling? Or what were you trying to do? They could say, oh, I see you were checking the status of your ride. How can I help you? Right, So they can have this much more natural and engaged experience with the, with the customer. So let me show you how this works. So within Amazon Lex, I have a chatbot called the ride service chatbot. Now, one thing that you noticed when I called in, I gave it a very simplistic I'd like to check the status of my ride. Right? Um, but maybe I want to be able to deal with more complex statements. Maybe I want to be able to say something like, I'd like to check the status of my ride with trip ID 5117. So maybe I'm a frequent customer, and I know that it's going to ask for my trip ID and my scheduled date, so maybe I pre-say these things. So I want to be able to account for this really natural experience with my customers. Um, so if I called in, for example, and said, I'd like to check the status of my ride with trip ID 5117, you can see here that I could reference the slot, and I can pre-fill the trip ID slot. Same thing with the, with the date. Um, so let me actually
3: show you that here real quick.
2: Welcome to the ride assistance service. You can say things like check my ride status or schedule a new ride.
1: I'd like to check the status of my ride with trip ID 5117.
2: Got it. And what's the date for your scheduled trip?
1: Next Saturday. OK. Just So you can see here I already gave it my trip ID. It recognized that I pre-filled one of those slots didn't ask me for that information again, and only asked me for the date. I could do the same thing vice versa. I could even, if I want to get really fancy, I can say I want to check the status of my ride with TripID 5117 and schedule a date of next Saturday. And it will figure out these things for me. Um, what's really neat about this interface, so we talked about how it's meant for de- uh, builders as well. Um, I can actually test the chatbot right from within the Amazon Lex interface so that I don't, have to, I don't have to keep saying, okay, let me call in and see, okay, did it work, did it not work, and so forth. Um, so I can show you that here as well. So from here, I can do things like, I'd like to check. It'll ask me what the trip ID is. I can do things like. I can spell, they'll figure that out and ask me for the date. So I can actually test the utterances that I put in here and see how the bot performs. Um, at scale, not only can I do this from a console perspective, I can also um, invoke an API call to the Lex Chatbot, give it an entire list of utterances in a CSV file, and it will send me back a CSV file and let me know all the matched intents for those utterances. So I can do it at scale, or I can do it as on a one-per-one one, one one basis if so I'm trying to make simple changes. Let me show you the Connect side of this. So, from an Amazon Connect perspective, I have a contact flow. And in the contact flow is essentially where I decide how I want to interact with this experience and what kind of experience do I want to set up. So, I have a Lex Demo um, contact flow that handles this specific call flow. So, what I've done here is I can set the voice just a little bit bigger. And then I have a Get Customer Input block that allows me to actually create that experience and that interaction. In this get customer input block is where I actually ask the question of what it is that you want to do. So welcome to the right assistant service, you can say things like, this is what the customer is gonna hear. And as soon as the customer starts talking, what it's gonna do is direct this audio to the bot that I've specified here. So right from within Amazon Connect, I can integrate with my Lex Chatbot. And then I tell Connect that I'm interested in matching on specific intents the ride status intent and the book ride intent. And what that allows me to do is it allows me to branch within the contact flow differently. So if it's matched the ride status intent, I can branch this way. If it matched the book ride intent, I can match down here. I can also pass these slots from the Lex chatbot directly back to the Amazon Connect uh, contact flow. So I can either do things like set those attributes to later pass them to the agent. Maybe I want to interrogate those slots and branch even further. Uh, maybe I want to read them back to the customer in Amazon Connect and so forth. So I can set the trip ID for that um, for the Lex chatbot by referencing the trip ID uh, slot. Same thing with the date slot. And I also have a Lambda function in Lex that allows me to capture the entire transcript. And then I, cr- I go invoke a Lambda function. So this is where we talked about how you can leverage other AWS services. I take the trip ID, I have the phone number, I take the scheduled date, and I pass that information to a Lambda function. From the Lambda function, I can go talk to my database, pass that information, get the details back, the the scheduled time, the address, and so forth, and create a fully dynamic prompt that gets read back to the caller. So I can combine static text with... Uh, variables that come back from the key value pairs that I brought back from Lambda. And this is essentially the full prompt that you heard back when it read back all my ride details. So there's a very cohesive way to go back and forth between Connect and Amazon Lex to create a, an overall solution. So that's pretty much the flow. And then from there, I then asked whether there's anything else you want to do. I could get a text message. Um, if I match on the intent for it, get SMS, I can transfer it to a completely separate flow that then goes and invokes the text um, SMS flow where I can send a text message. All right. And I think at this point, um, we can actually open it up for, uh, for any questions.
3: Right. Any questions?
1: Yes. Tony, you want to come up as well?
3: Okay. Can you hear me? Yes. So, this is fantastic. Um,
0: what does your product roadmap look like with CRM integration, as well as, frankly, even replacing CRM with stuff like this?
1: Yeah, so we don't, we don't openly talk about roadmap, obviously, in these type of forums. Um, but I can tell you that, you know, from a, from a CRM perspective, um, that's, that's not really our focus, right? We're looking to focus, um, on the customer and enabling the customer to create, um, interesting things for their business and for their customers. Um, and that's really why we built Amazon Connect to be so open, right? So if you saw my example, I can integrate with other CRM platforms and provide that information, whether it's a custom in-house CRM, we have Salesforce integration, Zendesk integration, um, and, and, and so forth. So the, the customer that was uh, speaking earlier did they also have, did they use this technology and they used the CRM together? You want me to speak on your behalf, or do you want to answer? Yeah. So so for them, they actually had their own um, in-house developed application, and they used that to integrate Amazon Connect with their own in-house CRM. Um, and that's really what we see, right? Is we see a good combination of customers doing integrations with um, open platforms that are available off the shelf or in-house uh, custom developed applications. Um, one thing I didn't mention that's important to understand, with Amazon Connect, the contact control panel, that softphone phone that you saw, um, there's a set of APIs that are available from that um, contact control panel. And what you can do is you can reference those APIs to pass data back and forth from within Connect. You can even hide that, that, that contact control panel entirely as long as it's embedded as an iframe and you can create your own experience, which is essentially what um, Shireen did. So in their CRM, they have their own you know, answer button and so forth to keep the experience consistent to what their agents had before. And again, that's about you know, the simplistic and frictionless experience for the agent side. Okay, final point is regarding chat. Um,
0: obviously, you, you showed us voice uh, example, but the same applies for actual chat, like
1: text chat. So you can, you can solve for certain uh, text chat app, um, um, experiences from a Lex perspective. Um, as far as a chat from a contact center within Amazon Connect, we don't offer chat today. Um, but you can definitely solve a lot of chat requirements from an Amazon Lex perspective. And with the integrations, there's a lot that you can do there as well. Okay, Thank you. Yep.
0: To, to kind of piggyback on his question, um, we've got a like an in-house CRM that an agent, when they're talking to a customer live, would need up in front of them. And I think you'd mention you've got like a web hook or callback or something, so if you wanted to front the call center with your solution, how do we get the stuff back over into our in-house built solution for um, a customer service rep once they take that live call? And can you give me a few more details on how you do the call transfer? And then my last part of my question is, can we then use that CRM, uh, the outbound telephony on this as well?
1: Sure. Um, so there's a few things here. So this is another example. I think this will talk a little bit to what you asked. Um, this is, a, uh, again, a website that I, that I wrote just to be able to demonstrate certain examples to customers. So think of this as, as that custom CRM that you have, whether it's your in-house built one, whether it's off-the-shelf one or whatever. Um, with the APIs that are available, um again, like I said, you can completely hide this interface. It just has to be there in, in your as a as a hidden iframe, right? Okay. Um I can create custom buttons that pass information to the contact flow to tell it to transfer to other contact flows to do other interesting things. For example, um if you want to create like a secure IVR environment where the agent doesn't get the credit card information from the customer over the phone, mm-hmm. I can solve for that by creating a completely separate secure IVR flow, and then the agent would simply transfer it to that flow. The agent would be placed on hold while the customer is doing all the secure things, and then come back to the agent. So you can control that environment back and forth. Uh, sorry, remind me of the last part of your question.
0: Uh, the last question is, how do we place an outbound call from the CRM through the sure. same telephony you have here?
1: Yeah, there, there's, there's a couple options there. So um, there's. Which you could think of as like essentially if you have uh since there's an API piece of this, let's say you had a phone number here, you can recognize that phone number, you can click it, and it'll you can tell the contact control panel to go call that number. So that's one form of outbound where essentially the, the agent is looking at their CRM or some other internal tool, they see a phone number, they click it, and the contact control panel can essentially dial it on behalf of the agent. Um last week we also um announced an outbound calling API where you can create programmatic outbound. Uh, dialing from Amazon Connect. Thank you. Yep. Any
0: other questions? Yeah. Uh, this is able for a multi environment. I'm sorry, one more time? Uh, this is able to use in a multi environment. Multi-language? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, from like a prompt perspective or? Uh, probably we have a customer from uh, a
1: Spanish language, uh, English, Portuguese. Yeah, so from a from a, from a a Lex perspective, um, I want to make sure I, I don't misguide you, right? So Amazon Lex today is English. Um, they're definitely evaluating other languages to be able to understand other speech, right? So to your question, there's two aspects, right? Me being able to understand a different language and me being able to handle a different language as far as playing back prompts and so forth. So from a Lex perspective, it's English today. Um, from a Kinect perspective, as far as being able to play back prompts based on your language, absolutely, and that could be completely dynamic. Um, An example of that would be, if you called in, I can intelligently, back to our point of dynamic personal experiences, I can look up in my database, understand that you're a Spanish speaker, because maybe that's what you've said in your profile, and I can automatically play back the same prompts in Spanish without even having to ask you, um, you know, press one for English, press two for Spanish, so you can absolutely handle those things dynamically.
3: Yes? Yes. Um as a follow up to the outbound API that you just mentioned is th- is that something that will require the uh contact control panel or is that something that's completely independent of that sure.
1: Yeah so so um that's why I talked about two different things right so the outbound API does not require the contact control panel it truly is programmatic access to create an outbound contact um, so essentially it's an API that you call, um, you pass a certain information. Now what's really cool about that, or I think is really cool about that, um, is that let's say for example you embedded that on your website, right? We allow you to pass attributes. So what that means is maybe in a certain area of your website, um, I'll come up with a simplistic example, maybe you have a, a sales area or you have a specific product area of the website, maybe you have a support area of the website, right? Um, You can create a button that says, I want to create this outbound call, and you can pass as part of that API call attributes about where they were on the website so that it can go to the right queue further. You can even send those details to the um, agent so they know where you were on the website and so forth. Um, It doesn't even have to necessarily be a website. You can do a lot of different things with an outbound API.
3: And as a follow-up to what you just mentioned to that, um, is that something that could be accessible by a Lambda function or any of the other pieces of the... Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Yep.
0: Yep. I want to elaborate real quick on the language so, sure. so just to point out also that the configuration and admin u- user interface as well as the agent unir- interface, uh, they both are available in other languages so if you do have Spanish speaking agents or German or French, the UIs are available in those languages. Yep, so that's, in addition to the prompts and the ability to manage call flows that play messages in other languages, the agents can also have interfaces in their native language.
3: Okay. okay. Yes. Yeah. What countries do you support to dial in from, from a phone number support? Uh,
1: as far as the I don't have that information memorized, but that is on our website. Um, okay. So if you go to aws.amazon.com forward slash connect, you can see that the countries and areas that we support for where you can actually get a number. I'm assuming like, you mean what, what countries can you actually get a number for Amazon Connect for, right? Right, so you can yeah. dial in from Germany. That's on our website. Or, yeah. yeah, and if by yeah.
0: any chance yeah. you don't see something on there, feel free to reach out to us and we'll look into it further.
3: Okay, thanks. Yeah.
0: Yeah, one more question.
3: And yes. I think we
1: have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the question was what kind of integration can you have between um, an on premise uh, environment where maybe you already have your own trunks and so forth? Um, today, we don't have any kind of integration from a, a SIP perspective or something like that, so it would, be all, it would all be PSTN. Um, and what we see is that usually for migrations, that's, you know, that, that's more than sufficient. Um, I, obviously, telecom is included within Amazon Connect, so we, we provide the telecom and so forth. Um, there's not any, any, any trunking integration. Okay. Great. Yeah, right. we're we'll good on time. All right, well, thank you guys very much. We appreciate you guys spending some time with us. The workshop tomorrow. Pointing the workshop tomorrow. Oh, one more thing. Sorry. If you, uh, if you want to join us, there's a workshop tomorrow where we're actually going to do a hands-on lab of actually building out um, an IT help desk for both Connect and Lex and integrating the two together. Thank you.